0: Hello, I'm your host, Rebecca J. Berry, and this is Plotting Possibility. Join me as we gather the good, chart a course with beauty and inspiration, and imagine what can be. Let's get started. Before the episode really begins, let me say, I usually record these late at night. That's one reason why my voice is usually pretty low and soothing. It's because I'm trying to not wake my kids up. But I recorded this one at 12 o'clock noon today. You will hear my daughter start um, being quite noisy way out in the background, so it should hopefully not distract you, but you will hear her. And here's the deal. We're all at home right now trying to make it work with noisy people. (laughs) So I figured, why not? Um, Enjoying hearing a little bit out of my regular life. My son also comes in right in the middle of Gather the Good, so you'll hear him too. Um, But that's okay. We're all just doing life at home. So if it's good enough for Jimmy Fallon, it's good enough for me. I hope you enjoy today's episode. It's a message that um, was really laid strongly on my heart, and I hope it blesses you. Usually when we trot out the story of Noah's Ark, it's either an extremely watered-down and G-rated version for children is to talk about Noah's extreme faith and obedience. But I want to go get beyond cutesy coloring pages and flannel boards and first impression takeaways. Now, I don't claim to be a brilliant theologian. I struggle with Lewis as much as the next guy unless we're adventuring in Narnia. However, it seems to me that when we want to learn how to shelter in place, Noah is the only one we have to turn to. The Israelites wandered. David fled all over the countryside from Saul, Joshua conquered, and Daniel defied, but Noah got locked inside and had to stay. It's really easy to gloss over that. We talk about the preparation to build the boat, how he must have been laughed at and mocked. We talk about the animals coming two by two, and the seven for ceremonial reasons. We talk about the 40 days and nights of torrential rain, and we talk about the dove and the olive branch and the rainbow. There's actually a whole heck of a lot of time between God sealing the door shut and when Noah and family disembarked. It's about a year, actually. About 12 months of sheltering in place. No leaving. Not even for a gallon of milk. Of course, they had a cow, so that must have helped. I've been in on lengthy discussions about the animals. Were they babies? Did God allow them to sleep so the scary ones didn't eat everybody on board? And what about the saltwater and freshwater creatures? But right now, I want to know about Noah and his family. And we simply just don't know. The scriptures don't tell us how they felt and what they did. Yet I think we can make some inferences here with our own experiences of the unprecedented. That word, it's ubiquitous now, isn't it? But we don't have any other way of saying, I've never done this before. None of us have. I don't know what to do. Instead, we say, oh, this is so unprecedented. And Noah surely must have felt that strain. It had never rained before. And we also know waters erupted from below the earth's crust. Um, yikes. If I've never seen or heard rain before, and it's a continuous torrential downpour, and there's also water coming up from the ground, I'm going to be scared. I assume Noah and his people were afraid. That doesn't mean they didn't have faith. That doesn't mean their righteousness was diminished. It means they were humans living through something they had never lived through before. And I don't care what it is, that always creates some fear. Even good things we've never done before makes our pits sweat. Like falling in love. Or talking to your favorite banjo boy in actual rational sentences. It took me two years. Whatever. The point is, new things are scary things. And when those things are actually destructive and threatening, it's normal to be scared. Even if the danger is, quote, out there. Noah and family knew that they were safe inside their ark. But how do you float in peace knowing that others are suffering outside? I have to assume this was a very dark and difficult experience for the Noahs. Perhaps it was even traumatic, despite the fact that they weren't at risk. So the rains finally stop. They float a while longer. The boat finally comes to rest on Mount Ararat. They wait a while longer. They open up a window and the ground isn't ready to sustain life. So they wait. Then the bit with the birds. And they wait. There was so much waiting. Can we also go ahead and assume the Noahs got bored? The same eight people for a year, and, well, for a long time after that, actually. The same animals. At some point, the lions and lemurs and llamas had to stop being a novelty, unless the sons of Noah were like the wildcrats, in which case I'm going to assume their wives wanted a real break from all the overexcitement after a while. Yes, I think they got bored, and they got tired of each other. The logistics of sleeping, eating, bathing, tidying up the ark, and just living day after day in a boat with your parents, siblings, and in-laws had to be a real exercise in patience. Yep, I think this is us right now. We're stuck inside and starting to go bonkers already. And let's face it, we're scared. We're inside, aware of the suffering outside in our hospitals and around the world, and unlike the Noahs, we don't know for sure that we're safe and sound, even as we shelter in place. This virus is, quote, slippery. That seems to be an actual term to describe it as it mutates and spreads. I don't like slippery. Even when we're talking about soap, I like to have a grip on things. And right now, that's really hard to achieve. And if you're one of the essentials who has to go to work, all the advice to make the most of this doesn't apply to you. And if you're a healthcare worker, truly, my prayers are with you. So where's the happy takeaway? Don't worry, I do have one. Here's what else I deduce from what we don't know about Noah. God must have been performing miracles in their midst as they sheltered in place. Somehow or another, all the animals fit and they didn't eat each other up. The specifics are unknown, but clearly miraculous. They had enough food and water to last the journey. How produce didn't rot and decay over the course of a year, I don't know. Miraculous. They didn't throttle and kill each other. Eight people went in and eight people came out. I'm being slightly facetious with this one, but it does seem as though everyone was still on speaking terms when they left the boat. Relationships were sustained despite extremely strenuous circumstances. Miraculous. God is performing miracles in our midst too, as we shelter in place. Needs are being met and will continue to be met, People are buying extras not to hoard, but to donate to food pantries and hungry school kids. In grocery stores, people are giving older folks and weeping mothers out of their share so they can be nourished and safe too. That's miraculous. And we have knowledge and soap and purel and indoor plumbing, which is so much more than most humans have had facing a pandemic and certainly more than Noah on his boat, I think anyone from another age would look at all these things we take for granted and declare it miraculous. And we have the internet, where we connect, artists with their beauty, pastors with their encouragement for their flocks, writers with their words to try to describe and explain this unprecedented time, friends with their love unlimited by walls and six feet of space. The internet is indeed miraculous, despite what the darkness has done to it. We can still use it for good. We should. And we will. One day, we will look over our shoulders and see more miracles that we do not have eyes to see right now. For now, shelter in place and keep the faith. For today's Gather the Good, I'm going to tell you about 10 different things I'm aware of happening pretty consistently on social media that is spreading some light and joy and hope and beauty for all of us while we are sheltering in place and just going through this unprecedented time. Um, What I think is most interesting is that this isn't just happening in in one part of the country or to one group of people. It's happening to all of us um, and really all over the world. And so for the first time all over the world, you have all of these musicians and artists and actors, as well as all of us ordinary folk um, cooped up inside and um, out of boredom or out of necessity, because some of these things, they are raising money, Um, we get to have this beautiful content just streamed into our homes. And I think we should take advantage of that. Um, For example, Andrew Lloyd Webber has been taking requests and playing songs from Phantom of the Opera. When else am I ever gonna be able to sit in my house in Ohio and listen to Andrew Lloyd Webber playing the songs that he wrote? Never. It's incredible. Um, so check that out just to listen to him play. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, Yo-Yo Ma has been doing a comforting song every day, just something that is soothing and helps us feel, you know, at peace for a few minutes. Patrick Stewart has started doing a sonnet a day to keep the doctor away. And so if you're interested at all in Shakespeare or poetry and just feel like you can't read it yourself because it's it's hard Listen to Patrick Stewart read it. Um, Teachers, by the way, that might be a really great assignment. Just listen to Patrick Stewart read you a sonnet and write down what you think it means. Um, Andrew Peterson is a singer-songwriter and also an author. And he's been reading chapters from his novels every night on Instagram. So you can read along with him. The East Pointers are an indie folk band from Prince Edward Island, and they've started what they call Hashtag Andemic. And they are reading a chapter of Anne of Green Gables every night. And they've gotten friends that they have from all over the world in on this gig. So um, it's really great if you love Anne, um, you should definitely give it a listen. They're doing such a great job with it. And the money they're raising goes to help not just themselves, but all sorts of musicians who had to cancel tours and are struggling right now to pay the bills. We Banjo 3 has content planned for every day of the week. Um, Stuff that'll be on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Some of it's live. Some of it they're pulling from their archives. But just really great stuff. So you want to check that out. Um, Josh Gad, who's the voice of Olaf, is reading picture books out loud every night for children at 7 o'clock. And so is Annie F. Downs. She's a podcaster and a writer. And both of them, their thought is just... I'm gonna spend twenty minutes on Instagram or so, reading to your kids, and so you can go have a minute, <laughs> go make dinner, go sit quietly in your bedroom, whatever you need. Just put on Instagram for a minute, and let your kids be entertained by someone else. Annie even is doing um, this interactive stuff with the kids, where she's asking them to draw pictures, and then you can put it on Instagram, so she can see. Uh, the drawings and the inspiration they're getting from her readings. And I think that's pretty cool, too. Uh, let's see. I have a list. Um, I want to tell you about Sarah Clarkson. She is a writer. She wrote the book Book Girl. So while you are off work and looking for books, definitely read Book Girl. It is loaded with recommendations and just lots of inspiration that will um, – jumpstart your reading life but she is doing a psalm and a poem every day again just something that just helps us to be calm and remember that God is in control and there is still beauty and there is still hope and there is still light out there in the world and the last thing hold on that's my son (laughs) um The last thing I want to mention is a lot of indie bands are doing donation concerts on Instagram, on Facebook Live, wherever they can get the content out. I know for sure the Scottish band Talisk, the bass player Scott Mulvihill, um, but probably any of the indie bands that you like, check out their social media and they're doing they're free concerts so you can sit and watch. But if you have any money to spare, um, help them out because – Cancelling tours, that's where their bread and butter comes from, and I know they're really hurting. So I also want to mention a few other things that I've seen just taking place in the world. One is called Chalk the Walk, where we're encouraging kids and grownups for that matter to go outside and write encouraging messages on the sidewalk. I'm sure you've noticed that more people are out walking their dogs, pushing baby strollers, whatever it takes to get out of the house and get some fresh air. So if you just write some encouraging words and phrases on the sidewalk, that will brighten someone's day. People are putting teddy bears in the window. So as families are out on walks, they can go on a bear hunt like that book. We're going on a bear hunt. I really hope to find one. Yeah. So if you live in a neighborhood, I would encourage you to put a teddy bear in the window. You don't really know what's what little kid will see it and it will totally make their day. And last, we put up our Christmas lights yesterday. It gave my son and my husband something to do for a little while. And I'm sure the neighbors think that we're nuts, but it's just shedding a little bit of light in a time that feels very confusing and strange. And so, and we live right on like the main drag in town here. So, as people are driving in to go home, after these weary and strange days, I hope they see our Christmas lights and know that this isn't this won't last forever so that 's my gather the good please tell me what i don't know about what good do you see taking place on social media and in communities, and who should I be following? what content is out there that um, is inspiring or Even educational, for that matter. I know there's dance lessons and fiddle lessons. We're looking for piano lessons. If you know of anyone doing that, please tell me because I want to keep gathering the good. So stay well, wash your hands, and stay inside. Thank you for joining me. I hope you'll join me next time as we continue plotting possibilities and gathering all that's good.